up, everybody? Welcome to Faith and Barbells. My name is Brian Knight. Hope you're doing well. It's December 29, 2017. Wow, went by quick. Just had Christmas. Just, um, just about to finish up the year 2017. Ooh, goes by quick, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm just reading some news and... And um, I wanted to bring up a subject that everybody likes to talk about. Steroids. Oh, yeah. Steroids. I got I got watching um, a documentary called Icarus on Netflix. Must see. It's a next Netflix um, original. Um, they, they paid for it. And, I mean, definitely have the rights to it, I mean. And um, it's definitely a good... If you have Netflix, please go watch it. Really talks about drug uh, doping and testing and how all that works. It starts off with a spoiler alert. Starts out with um, a cyclist wanting to wanting to do cyclist um, things <laughs> that basically wants to re- recreate his a Lance Armstrong um, version of himself. Um, it's really good. Don't want to give it all away, but go check it out. And, and in the middle of the documentary, it blows up into this whole Russian sports scandal with uh, how they get away with doping and the amazing things they do to test negative on all the testing. And, and you know, it's just like the days of uh, baseball where you had, um, you know... Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, those guys doping. I mean, you know, what's what's it going to take? I mean, you're not, I mean, it's, where do people draw the line? The thing is, though, so many professional athletes are doping and taking performance-enhancing drugs, whether that's testosterone, you know, D-ball, all kinds of stuff. Right and what's yeah I mean what's what's right I mean of course if if something's banned and you shouldn't take it I that's cheating and I totally agree that's my stance but why why should LASIK surgery eye improving performance enhancing surgery be uh, why should that be allowed you know I mean we're talking if I have naturally low testosterone lower than you and you naturally let's say let's say the baseline is 600 then just for a number and you naturally have seven eight hundred on your testosterone and i naturally have a 300 now i clearly how my body takes testosterone uses it and the amount it uses is going to be far significant so i mean far less significantly less then the way yours would take testosterone, produce testosterone, and how it would enter the cell. So, same thing with my vision. What about what if I have perfect vision, but you don't have perfect vision? Why should you be allowed? Why should you be allowed to get a performance-enhancing surgery? And I can't. And I can't take performance-enhancing 
drug to balance me out. So that's the deal here. And I don't know what's what's right, what's wrong. You know, it all boils down to it seems like who, who's got the money and who's willing to pay. And that brings me to my favorite weightlifter, the GOAT, the fridge, the, the, the best of all time, Ilya Ilyan from Kazakhstan. I was reading on Barbin News, um, barbin.com. Kazakhstani news outlet reports Ilya Ilyan can return to sport in seven months by Jake Boyle. This came out December 11th this year, 2017. Wow. So first of all, a little backstory. A whole bunch of people from London, 2012, they're, they're, um, because of the Russian doping scandal that came out, and you, if you go watch the Icarus documentary, you'll find all about it. All the tests were redone on the on the B um, on the B samples of these athletes, and lots of them came back negative. I mean, positive. Lots of them came back positive. Lots of weightlifters, lots of um, um, track and field people, just many. But of course, not the Russians. But because of how they re-looked at the blood and re-looked at the markers that showed elevated levels of salt and so on, you know, they were all busted. Russia, Russia was. And Kazakhstani uh, people got busted as well. And one of them was Ilya Ilyan. And if you don't know who Ilya Ilyan is, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> he is, if not the best, most recognized weightlifter of all time. Well, not necessarily all time, but he's undefeated. I mean, he's just amazing. Um, 2008, was tested positive in Beijing and 2012 in the London Olympics. I don't know what for, Stanazol or something like that, but <clears throat> I could be wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says here in um, over the weekend... Um, and Kazakhstani news outlet reported that uh, Ilya's suspension for doping will conclude in seven months. So he's not, he's not, he wasn't, susp- he was suspended, lifetime ban. But apparently, <clears throat> little greenback here changed it to that he has a seven month, only in seven months from now, he'll be, he'll be um, off and he'll be able to compete again. Now, if you follow him, on social media, you will realize he is training again. He's not; he doesn't look very big either. He's a one hundred five lifter, and he looks like about an eighty five right now. Ninety four. He doesn't look like a large person. Like he, if you, if you saw him in the twenty twenty fifteen Worlds, man, he was jacked, and he clean and jerked two hundred and forty six kilos. So that's a lot of that's a lot of weight. So um, the, this report came out from Kazakhstan Information, an international news agency in Kazakhstan. Um, if it holds true, this is officially confirmed by the – it is yet to be officially confirmed. Then it's going to be interesting to see how 2020 Tokyo Olympics um, comes out. Definitely. Um, the International Olympics Committee has made it clear that they want to rework the men's weight classes due to the previous issues with the men's 94 weight class because, you know, because of the doping and, and how, I mean, it's, it's just, 
amazingly strong people. Um, but what he but he competed at one oh five. And it's just amazing. I mean, the reason I want to do this podcast is what I mean, what's fair? Here's another situation. He claims he I mean, you have to I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're cheating, you're cheating. But man, you don't give somebody some 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 steroids and they get strong. These people put in the work. I mean, all kinds of work. Right? They are clearly are putting in hours and hours a week. 9 to 11 uh, sessions in weightlifting, and that that is not easy. We're talking I mean, doing 5 or 6 sessions a week is not easy, and these guys are putting in 9 to 11 that's double days, and we're talking where they're snatching 50, 150, 160, 170, 180, clear and jerking 210, 220, 230 every week, several times, all kind, and front squatting and back squatting and pulls, and we're talking lots of weight. I mean, the amount of tonnage over a weight, over a week is just ridiculous. So, I mean, anyway, so, I mean... You got to draw what's what's right. Should we let it all happen? Should we abandon it all? Um, Ilya says here, I cannot say for sure. Those medals are dear to me. Right, Men's Health has a question. Let me rephrase. What's most important to you, to keep the medals of the World Championship or to get the opportunity to compete in 2019 and 2020? He says, I can't know. I don't know for sure. Those medals are dear to me. I work for them all my life. Above all, I'm not confident in my strength for Tokyo as I was before. <laughs> yeah. When you're taking Winstraw or, or whatever, you're, it's, you're definitely stronger. I was 99% confident. Now I'm only 90%. Yeah, you think about these. These PEDs, they let you train more. That's all, really all they do. They let you, they, they give you recovery. And they, they let you train more. And, of course, people do take HGH, which human growth hormone, which helps muscle growth and, and so on and, and bone growth. And, and, um, but, you know, whatever. Um, Men's Health also asked uh, probability of you being allowed to compete in Tokyo. Ilya, Ilya says, um, my lawyers say 90%. Uh, will you go for Tokyo if you compete? If you get, uh, if you're allowed to, of course, yes, I will. I'll try. In the future, I, I do not want to regret anything. I'm 29, the height of my sporting career. If I leave now, it would be like a little upset child leaving. If the body is ready, I will perform at some championships. If I win, I'll go further. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Once these final seven months pass of his suspension, we'll still be uncertain when or if Ilya will. Be able to officially return to the platform. Exciting. Exciting news. Um, Jake Boyle. Thank you, Jake. Uh, good reporting. I just wanted to comment on it because, um, I mean, you have to think about it. You don't want everybody to be dirty because it takes away from the people who aren't dirty. But you want, you know, what's real? If If you're an athlete and you take all the advantages you have and you win, then you're just a smarter and wiser athlete. Right? Now, what's, what's illegal? Um, building your own hyperbaric chamber where you can go and sleep, you know, eight hours a night in this chamber at like 13,000 altitude, 
feet above sea level, or actually going there and training 13,000 feet above sea level. What's the difference? If you figure out a way where you can create the same circumstances, I mean, clearly the Kenyans, like they, they train in very high altitudes and run great distances and train, and they, they smoke everybody in, mar- in the marathons. Smoke them. Why should that be an illegal act? It shouldn't be. Any advantage you give, you give yourself, you, your coaches do, right? It should be, it's, a, it's the sport that we have. But anyway, I mean, I'm not advocating anybody go out and shoot themselves up with with performance illegal performance enhancing drugs. But I've been around long enough. I've seen enough information and documentaries to realize that you know, it's uh hey, the early bird gets the worm. So anyhow, it's exciting though to see Ilya uh um competing again. Of course there's a lot of mixed feelings, right? Is it uh weightlifting? Is it fair? So in other news Washington Post article December fifth Russia Russia banned from twenty eighteen Olympics for widespread doping program. The International Olympic Committee banned the Russian Federation from the upcoming Winter Olympics 2018 in South Korea on Tuesday, while leaving the door open for individual Russian athletes to compete in an historic act of punishment for widespread doping Olympic officials believe was supported by the Russian government, Putin. Amazing. Russia's flag and anthem will be absent from February's Games, the IOC decided as penalties for doping regime that included the sabotage of drug testing during the 2014 Winter Games in Sochi. Now, what he's talking about, if you go back and you check out that uh, that uh, documentary, Invic- uh, Icarus on Netflix, talks all about what they did and how they faked the uh, and how they they put clean um, urine in the the samples. So um, they basically, it, it, the, then, like I said, Icarus goes through all of this and talks about it and what they did and how they, they um, cheated their way to win, winning all these medals, amazing amounts of medals. Russian athletes who can provide their innocence of drug cheating will, will be permitted to compete in, um, in South Korea under the designation of an Olympic athlete from Russia. The Olympic anthem will be played in a cer- in any cer- the Olympic anthem will be played in any ceremonial ceremonies for those uh, medals won by those athletes. So the Russian anthem will not be played. Wow, wow. The decision should should draw a line under this damaging episode and severe as a, and serve as a catalyst for more <coughs> excuse me for a more effective and robust anti doping system. It's amazing that they're doing this. A nation's Olympic team had never been banned for doping or any competitive violation. I always see as, can you imagine, can you imagine um, Vladimir Putin and how mad he is right now? <laughs> I mean, 
golly, he's probably just steaming. The IOC has issued politically motivated bans in the past, such as when it opposed against Germany and Japan during World War II and against South Africa during an apartheid. But Russian lawmakers and other officials quickly rejected the IOC decision as politically motivated. No way. No way. This is called cheating or not cheating. I mean, there was a clear Russian um, state program federally funded by the KGB, also known as the the, um, the bad guys, Russian mafia. We apologize, uh, Tolisky, uh, Tolstoy, a leading member of Russian state Duma, Russia's lower house of legislature. We won't apologize to Bach. Excuse me, he said not we would apologize. We won't apologize to the former president of Switzerland who prepared this report so sweetly. We have nothing to apologize for and neither do our athletes. Former Russian minister um, Vitaly Mutko, whom the IOC banned for life, did not reply to requests or comments. Mutko consistently has denied Russian government involvement in this drug and cheating. But they've, they, you know what they haven't done? They, they haven't, did, they have not, well, maybe they have, but I haven't heard them once dismiss Gregory Rachenkov and, and all that he showed and permitted and, and, and handed over to America and the IOC information, emails showing there was a federal statewide drug program. Amazing. Vladimir Putin, whose spokesman did not reply to the request or comment on Tuesday, previously had termed a potential ban as humiliating and implied it would provoke a Russian boycott. Well, who cares? Russia's not there. I mean, okay, so what? I mean, I like the Russians. They're amazing people. And talk about tough. They are tough. Mm. Bach has got, a, he's got a close relationship with Putin in the past, told reporters... He did not discuss the IOC's punishment with Putin. A delegation from Russia made a last-minute plea for leniency before the ban. <clears throat> Amazing. Over the past three years, a high-stakes game of chicken has been played between those willing to sacrifice the Olympic ideals by employing a state-directed doping program to cheat, to win, and on the other side, athletes unwilling to stand silent while their hopes and dreams were stolen and the Olympic Games hijacked. Today, the IOC listened to those who matter most. The, and clean athletes won a significant victory. Pfft. Clean athletes. Maybe 10% are clean in the Olympics. Maybe. The IOC took a strong principled decision. U.S. Olympic Committee Chief Executive Scott Blackman said there were no perfect opinions. But this decision will clearly make it less likely that this will ever happen again. I don't believe that. As technology grows... Now, don't get me wrong. Russia had... In Sochi, they had it perfect. They had control. They had the... The KGB there, they had all perfect situations. Go back and look at that investigation um, in Icarus. Perfect scenarios to win and to, to switch out the, the, um, the, uh, the samples. 
from from net from negative to, po to from positive dirty samples to clean samples. Uh, Gregory Rachenkov, he's he said they had months and months beforehand collected clean samples from every athlete. He thinks fifty percent or more were dirty athletes from Russia. The absence of Russian athletes would snap many events would sap rather many events of the top competitors in the 2014 Winter Games. <sighs> Russia led uh, the medal count with 33 in those games in Sochi, overall 13 golds. But Russia's success at those Olympics, according to former Moscow anti-doping lab director Grigory Rachenkov, came with some assistance behind the scenes. Remember, Rachenkov is the guy who right now is in protective custody. And he's the one giving all the information. I'm telling you, if you want more information about this real live, go check it out. Icarus on Netflix. He said in an, uh, he said over, he overran a state-run doping system. And he had all the facts and the proof. He provided hundreds of top athletes with banned substances and enhancing substances for years. When the Olympics came to Russia's soil, according to Rochenkov, he ran a clan, um, clandestine effort with the assistance of government agents to replace tainted urine samples and so on. Exactly what I've been saying. He testified bolstering by two, two other Russian whistleblowers have been supported by a series of investigation of the World Anti-Doping Agency last, uh, since last 2015. Since late 2015, rather. That have been concluded that a thousand Russian athletes across 30 sports, including both summer and winter Olympics, have been involved in doping that dated from at least 2011. <laughs> Russian sports minister officials have apologized for widespread doping among their athletes, but forcibly, yeah. forcefully have denied allegations of government involvement. Well, of course they're going to deny it. This is an amazing article. I mean, it lays it out so well. Roshenkov's lawyer released a statement, a powerful message that it, uh, he sent to the praising the IOC, saying a powerful message that it will not tolerate state-sponsored cheating by any nation. As the world has seen, Roshenkov, Dr. Roshenkov, provided credible, irrefutable evidence of the Russian state-sponsored doping system. Russia's consistent denials lack any credibility in its failure to produce all evidence in his possession, only further confirms. He, they won't, they can't, and they won't produce any evidence to back up their claims. But he can produce evidence to back up his claim. Rachenkov can, and he has, and they've already, they've already killed people. Russia's already killed people. Wow. To 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 shut him up, and that's why he left and he ran. And he went to the States, and they um, he's under protective custody right now. Um, it's failure to produce all evidence. It's, po it's possession only further confirm its high-level compli complicity. I'm, it's amazing. So anyway, that's it. Russia's banned from the 2018 Olympics in the Winter Olympics. That's coming up real soon. And... Um, Pion Chang is what it's called. And anyway, amazing. Because that's pretty, that is pretty crazy, if you ask me. I mean, who in the world would have thought that they would have got caught? But they went crazy. They didn't even, 
they didn't even try to like cover it up. I mean, they, they see the one thing that was crazy to me. Well, two things, excuse me, the, that busted them bad. A, the bottles themselves had these special caps that like basically when you, when you locked them, when you put the, the, um, sample in, you locked the cap. The only way to get them off was to break them or some type of jerry rig. And so the, the KGB or the Russian people, um, um, security minister or whatever they are, bad guys, they were able to come up with a way to forcibly take these off without breaking them. But when they did, they left marks, right? They left entry marks because these are glass bottles or plastic with glass lid or something like that, right? And they left evidence behind on every single one, 100%. And then number two, Every every everyone's urine has their has a volume amount or something. I think it's volume amount. It has a certain marker that says the volume of this is a certain number. And in order to match that athlete's same volume from the from the dirty urine to the clean urine, you had to take and put regular table salt in the clean urine to to make the volume one hundred percent. So whatever the the measurement was, that was another part of covering up the the cheating. And they every sample, one hundred percent of the samples had a high level of table salt, potassium chloride, in their sample. It was clear as day. I mean, it's almost like I caught caught the kid's hand in the candy jar, right? I mean, that's how easy, that's how clear evidence it is. The hand was inside the candy jar, grabbing some candy without paying on the way out, and you got busted. That's how clear Russia uh, screwed up. And so, anyway, and so this is all blown up. And because of this, retesting Ilya <laughs> from Kazakhstan, he got busted too. So... I guess with a big paycheck, I don't, he's going to be able to, to compete again. I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about that. And I'm fine with it, but I mean, part of me wants to say bad. He shouldn't be allowed. It was if he was negative, he was neg- positive. He was positive. He should be banned for life. I mean, I guess two year ban is what they do. But he's still strong. And secondly, Daddy. I don't know. So my just my feeling is whatever it is what it is. I mean I have I have I am tied to this because I I I've watched so much of his his uh, training and his uh, his life and he's awesome. Um and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Well, that's uh, doping right now. I mean, remember I mean the game is crazy. If you, you they really don't know how to, to if you're if you're good enough and you're smart enough. These guys get away with everything. I mean, remember Lance Armstrong, seven-time Tour de France winner, never got caught. I mean, he was, he took everything. He took whatever he took. He never got caught. He never tested positive. He got tested over five hundred times. In fact, the uh, the scientist who ran the the anti-doping lab in California, 
he that he tested Lance over fifty times. Lance claims to be tested over five hundred times, never to be caught. So, what's the answer? There's not really an answer right now. The situation is crazy in sports. So, I just wanted to uh, I'll bring this topic up and uh, do start doing your research. Check it out. Start with Icarus on Netflix. Look into the, the different um, interviews and and articles about do, uh, doping and banned banned sport uh, banned uh, athletes and it's amazing what's going on out there and, and people are winning and they're going all the way and it's been going on for for years years so um, that's it. It's, it's it, that's it. I just I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to re- record this and 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 share what's going on in the world of weightlifting right now and and um well uh, it, that's just a little bit of snippet of of the the barbell life. So hope you guys had a great Christmas um, 2017. Um, I did. We did. I had a great time. Had a good some good stuff and and uh, kids had a great time. Families no, not too much drama. It all seemed to fizz out. There was some drama, and it's all it's all good now. And that's always great when families get together. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, you guys have any questions? Hit me up on Twitter at at Mister Nitch M R N E I T S C H, and I'll definitely um, answer your questions. And um, uh, if you like to be on the podcast, we talk about sports, talk about doping, whatever it is, uh, any topic. Um, faith and barbells related uh, let's do it all right uh next next podcast i'm gonna have brendan on again salt Vic, and let's see how that goes so until then guys um remember strength that's where it's at <laughs>